This is the Retags Podcast. In association with the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation and the University of Cape Town, Retags is the reimagining tragedy from Africa and the Global South. In this limited series, we will be exploring and contextualizing themes of tragedy as they relate to the inaugural production of the Retags Project, Antigone, Not Quite Quiet, presented by the University of Cape Town and the Magnet Theater. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Emma. In this episode, I sat down with the other half of the performers, who are the Magnet trainees. I always enjoy talking to performers about the work that they're working on. And speaking with the trainees led to some very interesting conversations about bringing your art home with you and how does your art change people. Solidarity, surrender my voice. I've been struck by silence. I've been struck by stones. Solidarity. So I've asked a couple of you this already, but I will <coughs> pose the question again. What does tragedy mean to you? For me, tra- the, when I hear the word tragedy, I don't immediately associate it with art. I don't associate it with making a play or a film. And I didn't even know that it's a concept or it's a it's a name for a particular style of play. It, it is very weird for me that when you speak about tragedy, people immediately reference a play or a style of play. For me, I just take the name tragedy like something bad that has happened or bad is about to okay the name itself is it just symbolizes something negative so that's what for me it means i don't really associate it with art even though i am in the art industry and i am in a tragedy it's a tragic comedy it's not a tragic comedy it's, tragic. it's just tragic it's just a tragedy it's just, yeah last year we did a tragic comedy but now it's a tragedy yeah what was the tragic comedy that you guys did? Uh, it was The Visit. I really like that play. <laughs> yes. And people, like, we had a good response from the people. Yeah. 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 It's very long, yeah. but good. Yeah. Anybody else? Okay. Yeah, for me also, when um, when I when I hear, when I think of tragedy, okay, I, I think of it in two different ways, because in the theater, it's, like Sia just said, it's a whole different thing but in life tragedy to me means something sad or bad and it's always when the tragedy strikes in life it always strikes um, which means it's unexpected like an accident or a car accident or you know it's always it's never when someone gets ill and he dies that's never it doesn't feel to me it, it, it doesn't read as a tragedy a um, tragedy was always a sudden happening and, and it's usually includes death and um yeah in the theater there's a whole there's a whole different meaning <coughs> to tragedy because with that comes the chorus the gods comes into play the the hero and all of that so yeah um and it all, always ends up in death or also in the theater um for instance the shakespeare plays and all of those are you know classic tragedies mm-hmm. so yeah i think it's the theater one, I'm, I'm, I'm not hundred percent on that, but um, I'm sure what tragedy means to me as a person in in the real life. So this is a physical based theater. You guys are working a lot with movement, working a lot with your bodies. So I want to pose the question: What does tragedy feel like in your body? 
I understand are that you, these are hard. Are, 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 are you thinking about like what we're doing on stage? Yeah. Or? I just want to know what it means to you when I say that. For me, like first of all, like what does tragedy mean to me? Like, like the first time you asked me this question, when I answered to you, I was like, tragedy for me, it's my life, it's where I come from, it's more like a way of life because like of how of how I live my life of like where where I come from and also of how things like are happening and like I remember like when I was growing up it was just like a matter of life because like I was only living in that particular space and I was like so close to that particular space because like that's the only space I knew but like also as like I grow up and I get to see like things and my mind gets to be more open and that's how I see like I'm in a tragic space so yeah and also how does it feel like I feel like when you when you're already on the inside and you're, you're not exposed to the outside it is so comfortable because like it's the only way of living that you know but, like once you get to see other things you feel like this is bullshit like it's not nice it, it starts to stress and it it's also depressing it's more like kind of suffocation in in a way because like now you've you've just got exposed to other things like this is how exactly you're supposed not necessarily exactly how things should be like you know like you deserve better you're supposed to have like better things but because of the situation and things are like that it's not easy i like this image that you've created of comfortable suffocation it's very poetic it really is but i also i understand like what you mean by it for me also i agree with cv with when when I hear the word tragedy, it's not the usual sad. It's the the kind of thing that you hear or you experience that makes you talk about it. After a few more years, you still talk. People still still talk about that thing as if it happened yesterday. And 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 recently, when when how tragedy sit in the body, it's it's that uncomfortability that. That scared shiver kind of thing when I when I hear because I remember recently I've heard this um, on the radio about this girl, close Pavel that that was murdered in a flat and chopped up and she was put into black bags. So these kind of stuff you always see this on movies, always see that far away, but when it gets close, it it hits you and it put that scared kind of uncomfortable, it's, it's an uncomfortable shivering that you, your body, you feel it, you feel it throughout, so that's that, that kind of stuff, that's a tragedy, because it's, it's so, it's in your face, and you never, I never thought, like, with, it, it's too close, you always see it in a distance, so, so you feel it's okay, it's not real, when you see it on stage, when you see tragedies, when you read about that, it's far, it's like, it's there, but when it, the moment it gets close, it's that feeling of, that you experience by looking at a tragedy or, or a scary movie, that feeling becomes more real, and it's, you, you, you get, then get to realize it's really happening in life. It is life. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uncomfortable and shaking. Yeah. Who is Antigone to you guys? For me, Antigone is our mothers, our aunts, our 
sisters because of the way that South Africa is now. If you look carefully at how our country is now, women are are perceived to be, I don't know, creatures that are, are, are just meant to to support or rather or, or, or yeah to support whatever men are doing or or to complement whatever men are doing out there in the world. They they they're not given that that particular position of, of, of being in control of stuff or rather of yeah of being in control of things because women are are, are, are silenced in so many ways in our country. Yeah, they are they are trying to get their their word out there, but you know some resources are just are just against the woman, even though even though uh, the government and, and other people may may seem like they are for the woman, because even the irony of 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 the of this of of of, of this speech of Oliver Tam that is that is in in, in the Antigone play. It it says that the ANC is declaring the year of of of, of women that that women are, are, are should are, are to be are to be perceived as people who will make the struggle to to go forward. Are, are the people who will make who will give power to the struggle so that everyone can see that without women nothing can be done. So for me Antigone is 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 our everyday mothers and, 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 and aunts and because of the way they are living, your single your single mothers are Antigone because I feel like they are also caved uh, uh, mentally, maybe or, or emotionally. It, it doesn't have to be a specific cave that is a physical cave that you see. Women are caved in so many ways than one. So yeah, that's how I feel about No, I think you're exactly right. I think that a sort of in a in a Eurocentric sense, uh, Antigone tends to fall into the trap of sort of headstrong princess. And that's, that's the kind of Antigone that I have seen over and over again when I've done these plays. And I, something always felt kind of wrong about that, but the way that you've put it, that you know, she really is everybody. She's all women. I think that's exactly right, and I wish that I could see more productions of Antigone that are like this, where it is everybody. It isn't just, you know, you know she's revered because she just happens to be Oedipus's daughter. You know, and that's why they're listening to her is because she was, you know, born to this position of power. Because less and less, that's what the world the world isn't like that anymore. No? So. And I just want to add to that that even well, I, I I always think about this thing. So wow, this play comes out of that time, and then like Jinja mentioned, the speech that we have in our play that was made in the seventies which is, we're still dealing with those issues, so it's, it's like a timeless problem. But what I was thinking is that even if you look it in an area like where I come from, like in Mitchell's play, it is always the, the woman, actually, that although when, when someone ends, in, ends up in trouble, whether it's a gangster or whether it's, it's always the mothers or the sisters that actually fights the, the thing or gets him out. Or, so, and they fend, always the mothers that sits with the children when the father is not there in most cases i'm not saying it's 
always just like that. But in most cases, it's always the mother that fends, always the mother that protects, or the sister that protects, or the older sister, or the younger sister even. Um, I'm not talking, I'm talking about things that I see um, around me. So, hence, for me, those are also Antigone's. I think Antigone, in, in our play, she represents women in, in, in the general um, because every woman fights some kind of battle um, yeah, on our... I mean, every, I, I'm not saying the men does not have battles, but females have... I think it's... Um, with society, it gets a bit tough because um, men can look at them or speak to them in difficult ways. Some others don't have support structures, you know, like, I think the battles... It's, I'm speaking as a man. Yeah. And, and I'm just being honest with what I feel. Yeah. I feel I, I feel every woman has challenges and expectations. You know, people expect them to deliver some things, where I think it's more easier for soci- more acceptable from society's expect um, from society's view. If a man makes a mistake, but if a woman makes a mistake under a microscope yeah exactly so I I feel there's I don't know how to uh, what the you know because we we're trying to do things through theatre and talk but I I feel yeah I think it's uh, it's also the way we um, people grow up you know it starts there Um, I think we can make a change now and it will take like 10 years or you know like in trying to find a new system um, for people to treat I think ten years is very optimistic. But you know but, what I mean. But but I but I do understand. I do understand what you're saying, and I and I agree because I'm at least for me personally, I've always fundamentally believed that it is art that changes people before anything else. And I think that when we tell stories like Antigone's story, and we recontextualize it in a way that makes it accessible for whatever audience we decide to put this in front of, I think that that can really. Uh, I think that could be incredibly thought-provoking for those audiences. So, on an individual level, I want to know what, aside from being a collective, what makes, what, what is important to you when telling the story? Well, I think uh, for me, what is important is uh, first of all to know what you're talking about, and uh, after that, uh, like goes to that goes to the research. And then after you know what you're talking about, you have to like uh, embody that what you're talking about, and also understand that. Cause sometimes you might embody it and know it, but if you don't really understand it, you will not be able to pass through the message. I think it's that for me, and believing in that. Um, you actually saying what is important? Yeah, for like. Uh, yeah so like uh, apart from uh, aside from being a part of this larger group which is important what to you is important about doing this production um for me um personally it, it is so important this process because i am antigone i'm coming from a society where there's antigones like for me it's not even about a gender thing, like everyone who doesn't have a power, everyone who is silenced, who can be in trouble by raising a voice or saying anything, as much as it doesn't sit right 
but we have to swallow it and live with it. So it is very important to me because we're having a space where I can express how I feel. I can embody the way I am seeing Antigone in my own version. And also it'll make me personally feel better so that even the audience, when they are watching, they will get the message. Maybe by doing that, they will see things different. They will start to respect a woman. And also there's this tendency, since women are fighting for equality, um, men starting now to feel like we are forcing things. It, it, it's unsupposed to be like this. And the question always pops up for me. Why do you know it like that? Who said it, it mustn't be like this? In so many ways, like even in, in I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I'll just make an example that everyone, like even us, we, we, we will support men because we are, I don't want to say we are, we are powerless, but because of what we, we grew up knowing. Like if a man is cheating, they will say, yeah, that's a man thing. It's, it's normal. It's the man supposed to, to behave like that. And then now it becomes a tragedy when a, a woman falls in love with more than one man. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but the fact that I'm, I'm defending the statement as well, I as Yvonne, it means that there is something wrong in our universe. And in so many levels, in so many cultures, for me, uh, there's a lot to talk about. It's like stating Antigone thing. And I think that another thing that makes us um, to, how can I put this? Another thing that makes us feel like we, we are trying so hard and stuff is because we, pe people, men are not paying attention to what we're trying to say. And that makes anger to individual females. And then a generation and a generation and a generation, we always those who are so loud, ba 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 But if we can be just given a chance and express how we feel, maybe things can change. So yeah, I think for me, that's... I think a part of it is not, not, not just on a societal level, but also in the context of the story, that she's desperately looking for a platform she's just mm. she, she's looking everywhere yes. for somebody to take what she is saying seriously yes. and it doesn't happen and the sort of the most drastic thing happens is that when she is not listened to she dies <laughs> mm. and i think that while it doesn't necessarily happen that drastically frequently in the world that we live in now it's not impossible and sometimes it does happen where women aren't listened to and then bad things happen. Mm -hmm. uh, but that, yeah, I, that's a, that's a, I, I like the way that that is framed. I think that that's very important. These plays are so inaccessible most of the time. Like if you just read them on their own in, in a book, they're, they're, they're so boring <laughs> sometimes. Like, but when we, when we figure out what it is that it's actually trying to say, I think then you unlock a larger world. Mm -hmm. And that's my favorite part of this whole process, is that I get to do these plays that I care very deeply about, and I get to do them with people who are passionate about what they do. And then 
we collectively get to tell the story that no one would really care about otherwise. And I think that telling it in this way and not simply doing, you know, another Athel Fugard adaptation or anything like that, I think that that is just as important. You're telling it in your own way. We're not just doing someone else's words. I mean, we're doing Mandisa's words, but we know her. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, I think that helps quite a bit mm-hmm. when we do this. And, yeah, no, and, and also for me, what is really frustrating about this whole process is that, yeah, we are in theater, we want to express how we feel about this Antigone thing. But personally, it makes me so angry because it's so deep and it's so personal. It, it's like, I always have these questions, fine, I'm going to perform how I feel and stuff, but how many, pe- how many people will watch me? I'm not saying it's not possible for them to make a change, but the problems start back home. That actually leads into what I was about to ask is, what do you want people to take from this? When people are sitting in the audience and they leave, what do you want them to think about? No. <laughs> Um, um, for me, um, this process of antiquity, like sometimes when I'm thinking about it, like I, I, I just find myself like in the middle of nowhere because um, I come from, you know, I, I, actually I grew up in a society of being lectured by our forefathers to say never, never, never let a woman to control your life as a man. I find that horrifying, but yeah. yeah. So, so growing up like that, you know, that has um, affected, and in terms of um, practicing our culture and the um, traditions, that has also has have like um, an impact, like to me as a man in terms of looking woman. So, like that. Um, yeah, I see a change now. And I always compare like the bad life of our forefathers and this new life I am now. And then like yeah, things are starting to change. But for me like to tell stories like this like in a, in like in in places like this like because stories like this we need stories like this like back in our communities. Because that's where the problem is. For, so for me now, it feels like I'm going to solve only the problems of, of these places around, like Baxter, only here. Yeah. You know? But when I'm going back to my community, you know, when I'm going back to my community, like, I'm going to see terrible things. Like, I'm going to see a man that is beating a woman in the street again, you know. Like, they haven't get that information I was sharing there to Baxter. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying, like, yeah, it, it feels fine for me. Like, at least, like, people are seeing this thing because, um, actually, um, for us men, we know that we are powered. But we are not powered, I mean, to disrespect, like, the women's. And even that you can find in the churches. In the churches, like, 
lately now there are churches that are being led by women lately now but it's because of there's also a bible that we have been preached to i mean to analyze it but then that bible is saying like like god created first a man so that i think it has granted us that power of wanting to hold everything because of us we've been created and then like also the bible is saying that women are created from us so that for me like ever ever since i started to read that genesis uh, i began like to see abuse on that because like why women like supposed to be down and us men supposed to be up and sometimes like we are being told in our homes that if you are a man a man is the head of the house but if there is no neck of which the head can cannot maintain to yeah i want to i want to ask so so from that what i'm trying to say is that yeah it's good to tell these stories like yeah i feel good about it that's good but the problem is we are telling these stories like very far from the people that are being trapped in this thing it's happening yeah that's actually a pretty common problem worldwide when it comes to theater is that theater is thought of as something that is elitist think something that is only for rich people something that is for the most part only for white people and especially when coming from my theater background where i studied in new york you know the only theater that's really accessible is you know hundreds and hundreds of dollars out of my pocket which i can't afford most of the time and i'm supposed to be doing this for a living and you and i'm not allowed to like it's financially inaccessible to me like that that's a huge problem but i think that your your heart is in the right place it's like this these stories are important and the people who sort of quote unquote need to see them the most yeah will not see them so this is a lot to put on you right now but i'm going to ask anyway how would you bring this back how would you bring the story back with you yeah um i i i I can bring the story back because even me like lately I was trying like um I'm trying to I mean I was more like investigating like in the communities. First of all I like to work for the community yeah. because that's where I coming from. So like I've been thinking of doing this you know but it also very 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 challenging in our communities because once you are a man and you start to talk on behalf of women then like they are like they are stones yeah. that are going to be thrown on you like they are, they are going to say like hey this guy is gay or this guy now it's starting to to adapt like the culture of um western culture and all of that when you are trying to yeah so that's why i'm saying like yeah i i do have like like gods but i'm also like a bit of course like, you're going to have um, your reservations about it mm, and there's there's nothing there's nothing easy about what i just asked you yeah yeah 
I also feel like I also feel the same way as Ustilelo. Like number one, like if like we were to bring it back more special like to the communities like where we come from, number one it's gonna be like disrespect because number one we have to do it in our own languages. And like it's closer mm. on its own. Which it's, I didn't even think about but of course you do yeah because like we can't go to them and start saying all these big words or speak to them in english because none of them will hear us they'll just look at us they'll just go away and i'm like if like we need to translate and do it in closer it's disrespect like you have no shame who are you to come here and tell us this this like we grew up grew up doing things in this particular way and I for myself, it's fine. Me, I'll be Antigone here in the city and do the thing. But when I go back to my community, me, I will be civil. I will not antagonize. I'll just go in my bed and cry about things. Wake up the next morning, wash myself well, come here, life moves on. I will never put myself in that situation. And, and yeah, there's, I mean, and, and if, if you don't want to, then don't. Mm. And that's okay. That's okay. Protecting myself. Yeah, always. As my as my mom would say, you're looking out for number one, like, and that's okay too. You don't have to throw social responsibility onto yourself if you don't have to, if you don't want to. I mean, it would be cool, but like, if you can't, that's also fine. I'm asking you this as if I expect this to change your lives and change the world all at the same time, but I know that that's impractical. If you do it for you, that's enough. I only asked because he said he might want to bring it back to his community, and I just wanted to dive into that a little bit deeper. But I absolutely understand a hesitation to bring certain plays back. I talked with Mandisa about this other version of Antigone that I studied that actually came out of Argentina. It's called Antigona Furiosa, and it was written as a protest piece against the Argentinian dictatorship in the 1970s that kidnapped probably thousands of students and they just disappeared and they and we do we still don't know where their bodies are even now and Antigone was the mothers saying where are our children and that was a really bold piece for her to write and that was her sort of pushing back against the dictatorship so that's, I, that's why I ask this, because I also have this other version of this play in mind when we talk about this and sort of the social change that it can enact if we want it to. But if that's too much for you, because that's a lot to put on a, this small group of you, then that's okay. Yeah. I just wanted to mention on the, on the topic of uh, social change, someone said to me once when I was having this kind of conversation, in fact, about how like, it's actually impractical to expect to to bring theater into like community spaces and then expect people to change. Yeah. And they said to me, theater doesn't have the power to change audiences. Theater has the power to change performers. So when we go through the process of creating this work, we change as people. Mm -hmm. And then we don't have to go into you know where we come from and be like, okay, guys, here's what we have to do, you know but in the way that we behave and we carry ourselves because we've learned different things or we've been exposed, you know. People, you know, don't change or become influenced because we've told them to do it, but they look at how we behave or if, say, like you're in a space where people are saying things that are sexist or they are doing things that are oppressive, you can be like, no, actually, I'm not into that or like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. 
and then people begin to think just based on you know hearing mm. how you how you are you know mm. so maybe the activism can come from just us being changed by it yeah. and then going and just being ourselves yeah. you know and saying like no <coughs> the fact that you're a man doesn't mean that you're you're more powerful than a woman or that you're married to a woman give her the opportunity to also you know be who she wants to be and then someone else might hear that and be like oh okay never thought of it like that but maybe you yeah know? yeah so, I, you're absolutely right about the performers being the ones who change the most I mean, I've, <laughs> I have heard, but not experienced, various corporations within the U.S. hosting, like, theater games as, like, corporate exercises. And it's actually to teach them empathy. Because there's, some, there's something about being a theater performer specifically that allows you to connect with other people in a way that you wouldn't be able to with somebody who wasn't a theater performer. And I think that there's some, I think there's some wisdom in that. But I don't, I don't think I 100% agree with not changing the audience. I think it can. I think that it's also asking a lot of the audience because the audience can be incredibly passive. But I think if the audience is receptive, if you create, if you can create a space where the audience would absorb what you're trying to say more, as opposed to, you know, I want to say Cats, the musical, where it's like there's there's the audience, there's the stage, there's the cats, there's nothing else going on. But I think something like this, where it's, you know, you're all members of communities, you're doing something that matters to you, and therefore it will matter to the people that you matter to. I think that chain reaction will definitely enact a little bit more change than, you know, simply it being in, uh, completely internal. Yeah. yeah I I just want to add to that because I, I also, I was also on some kind of level having a disagreement or not fully, but I think it's also the kind of theater we make, you know, um, if people just going to sit and watch a show and then ex to go home and expect to think about what we were saying, it's not, they're not going to waste their time to think, I don't wonder what they <laughs> So I think it, it works if we, you know, talk. Um, because it takes us a while to really understand. Oh, this is what theater. This is what I'm. This is what the theater is doing. You know, because only when we get like a bit matured enough to understand what are we saying here, what are we doing, or what image we, how does the image that we're putting on here affect, or what does it mean? So it takes us a while to get to that level. So we can't just go into a community and do like uh, and the oh, audience no, don't know what this thing <laughs> is you see I think it's, it, it's to do with contact because once you talk about something that they know then they lighten up you see so it's about finding that connection and hence we, hence we want to make theatre that is relevant otherwise when you talk about things that people is in contact with you know and because if I went to a particular thing, maybe I've lost a family member in a car accident, I see the slightest hint of a car accident on stage, and I know exactly what they're talking about. You see, so it's that thing that that is connected to me. So I think it's also our mission to, to connect with our audience yeah. on, on a ground level. Yeah. Um, not to make like difficult images and stuff, because you know these things but to really make a connection. And also if you could 
I don't know. I don't care what other theater makes think, but the contact is important. If you could speak to them or make them feel in the show, the vibration of this piece or the emotional space of this piece, not to traumatize them or anything, but the conversation um, between between us and the audience needs to. So we we need to use our theater making skills to create that conversation in the space. So then when they leave. We had the conversation, then you can go. Not the conversation starts after. Yeah. 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 I, think, I think that's a very valid point. Especially when we talk about like physical theater. Uh, at least for me, that's like the most inaccessible kind of theater. Like I and I and I did physical theater for like a year when I was seventeen. <laughs> it wasn't like the best experience I ever had, but also because I wasn't putting a hundred percent of myself into it. There's only so much a, a moving body can say without words when it isn't, you know, just dance. That's that's the thing that I I actually I find it very difficult to describe physical theater to people who aren't theater people because I'm like, oh, it's movement. They're like, is it dance? And I'm like, no. And they're like, is it, is it blocking? And I'm like, no. Like, it's yeah. just like they're telling stories with their bodies. They're dancing. No, it's not dance. Like, it's it's something that's like you have to sort of really see it to get it. And even when you're seeing it, you may not get it. And that's sort of that's the struggle with it. At least has always been my struggle with it. Genuinely, are you guys excited about this going up? Excited about? You guys excited about the play going up? Going up? Oh yeah, like putting it on. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yes, it's coming together. Yeah. Um, and it's coming together in a fun way. And we're really enjoying ourselves. I think the, I think the most exciting, maybe not exciting, but the most, um, what makes it doable for us is because it's close to home. And it's more like it's already in your body. You can relate to it, and and at the end of the day, they ask things that you do want to say. And now that you've been given the platform to say them, even if it's took for two minutes, it's it's some it, it's a liberation on its own. So I do feel excited because it is the the play has been brought closer to home, and we've been doing projects like that in the here at Magnet a lot. So that's what I like the most is telling. South African stories because I am living among South Africans so but also even South African stories I feel like it's everybody's stories they're universal because the same problem they face other people face them uh, so for me it, I, I'm enjoying it mm, yeah for me also it, this question of do we enjoy it I do enjoy it because it it, it it rounds up everything that they've said it's like you 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 don't do a foreign thing although the story was so far from you but bring it back what does it mean to you so all of that stuff is that thing of of what Barangile mentioned now about the excitement of putting it up is the process and the change of you that was that is the, the that brings the excitement and and um, that uh, you take this this thing that's so far away from you you research about it you see a, a, a whole new world is opening up you look into your life into 
how how are you Antigone in this piece? You, you the transformation within it. That's the thing that makes it exciting and and to go out there and now voice out about this thing. Voice out about you, voice out about the world, voice out about the youth. And that's the thing that makes it exciting and and and, and also interesting of how how will the audience walk out? That's the mo that's the excitement that it brings to me. No, I'm excited, but also I'm worried about. About I'm, what? I'm 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 worried. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm worried about the women, like in like general, how will this like affect them? The play after maybe watching it, because. Uh, is like in the play, like as we know, like like women are like have this anger, if I should put it like that. I think that's a understand understandable word. Anger. I think with that, is it? How is it going to be us doing this with those women like that with that anger? How are they going to voice out? Because sometimes you might think like you're voicing out, but we're actually starting something. While you are thinking you're voicing out, but you're starting something new. You're starting a war, you're starting a fight because of this. You think maybe now, oh, at last now they recognize us. Now you want to stand up like in the wrong places now, you see, and that is dangerous. And like in voicing out, like, there are many ways like of like uh, voicing out yeah and like some like most especially the women should look at that and not just be okay this is my time or this is our time now like let's go out there and and do this and stand and strive together but you must think of the consequences and how you do it because how you do it it's another thing uh, what is interesting in what Rapula said, he is worried about the consequences and what might happen or maybe a woman to go in the wrong places. And then now it taps back to a question of, oh, is, it, is there other ways or places that we don't belong to? Where? On earth? Then who belongs there? Is it a man? Or, I mean, the, like the level, the, it goes back to what we were taught when we were young. I don't know if I'm making sense. No, I Because I believe that we hum at the end of the day, it's not even about gender. It's about human beings. You get me? Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's not about gender. I think gender is definitely a part of it. Yeah. I think that ignoring gender is not the way. Mm. Like, say... Because, yes, there are human problems, but there are also very much gender problems. But, uh, but, I, but, I, but I see where, where everyone is coming from. But we do have to wrap this up. So I just want to say thank you very, very much for letting me do this with you guys. This is something that is very important to me. I'm very, very glad to be here and be doing with this with you guys. So thank you for sitting down with me for this time. And... Uh, Thank you. 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 Thank you.
Once again, a huge, huge thank you to the Magnet trainees. Sitting and talking with performers is some of my favorite conversations to have, and all of the conversations were incredibly thoughtful, and I really enjoyed talking with them and being with them on this journey. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Retags Podcast, and we hope to see you next time.